<laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning, fans. How's it going? Going good, going good. Warm in Arizona still, cooling down, but kind of warm still, relative uh, yeah. to the rest of the world. <laughs> when, when Brent says cooling down in Arizona, I just go, okay, sure. sure like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still shorts oh, my goodness. Top weather for sure. Yeah. I understand. Well, from it is a, here. Uh, ah, it's yeah. a it's a beautiful fall day here in eastern Ontario. The leaves are starting to come down from the trees, so in about two weeks we're going to have everything naked and boring and dull and crummy, and we'll all head into um, depression for the next four months. And, oh, and but you no, know, no, it's nice. It's, it's like a, it's it's our an, annual mood swing, right? We come out of March and in March, and you're like right on, and uh, everything feels so much better. So. I know Canadians always whining about the weather. Yes, but so happy and such nice people. Yeah, we're sorry about our weather, by the way. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, hey, everybody, guess who's with us today? Chris, who's our guest? We have Nyla Spooner back with us again today. Ooh. Nyla joined us uh, on two occasions uh, previously. Um, back for a, another around here today. Nyla, maybe give yourself, uh, give our friends here um, a quick introduction to yourself, a bit of background, etc., before we get started. Hi everyone, I'm Nyla. Just one second, someone said there's echoing. Just, I wanna know if there still is or not. Um, so tell me in the chat. Yeah. Anyway, hi, I'm Nyla. I'm a learning experience designer. I design adult learning experiences for the digital space. I am also co-founder of a, non, a design collective and nonprofit called Design by Humanity. Um, and yeah, I just like to talk about all things learning and how social issues intersect with learning and development. And um, yeah, just like learning from my community and specifically tinkering with all the digital products we get to, but really understanding the core theory behind adult learning as well. So mm -hmm. that's me in a nutshell. Very cool. Um, and prior to doing this though, you had a, a different career, didn't you? If I remember correctly. I've done lots of things. So I've worked in video production. I have worked um, at, at huge as an admin for a grocery store. Um, I've done lots of things. Very cool. And and, and nobody has um, a straight path into this. It's not like um, it's not like on career day in high school there was an instructional designer table and you went and talked to There's them and said, "Oh, that's that's what I want to do uh, when I when I." go on from from here so yeah yeah but i want to change that i want yeah. people to start talking about it like from you know so you know all your options yeah i mean uh i recall talking to someone um a few years ago anyway like one of the uh, education programs here in canada actually started including a segment on corporate and, and organizational training oh, cool. um rather than just as, as at least an aspect as if to say you know, hey, this is officially education, but you're also might have possibilities, um, you know, in that regard as well. So, yeah, I think that's great for people who love to maybe or always grew up wanting to be a teacher or something. There's other options, too. Yeah, for sure. Different pathways and different ways to get into this biz. So, yeah. Um, and, and speaking of which, then, so the what we're going to talk about today is, is Design by Humanity, which is um, a project that you've got underway to help folks 
come into this biz and, and get started and get their, their feet wet and, and ramp up into this biz. Um, maybe give us a little history of, of how long ago that, uh, that first started coming about and we'll walk through some of the aspects of that. Sure. So um, shout out to some familiar faces in the chat. I see you there. But um, so it all kicked off really because of this podcast, just the connecting with people. So when I was on originally, that was for the panel about the intersection of racial justice and learning and development panel. And that just opened up a lot of uh, conversations with fellow instructional designers and other L&D professionals about what we could do to address what's going on, to address the elephant in the room, really. I feel like um, we build training around sexual harassment and all sorts of issues, but we're still not always comfortable talking about racial injustice and other social issues. We don't know how to form language around it. So um, that podcast really, I think, gave people per permission, even though they didn't need it, to talk more freely about it. Um, and then I... Uh, Tommy Seelock, my co-founder, reached out to me about an idea for us to just work on some projects so that we could continue these kind of conversations. And so Tommy opened up a Google form expecting a few people to sign up. And right now we've got about 500 people signed up. Um, and I will say you can still sign up to find out what we do and talk more about that. Um, but we actually had to close our volunteer form um, because it was just so many people. But I'm working with a really great team of learning professionals who want to help create something different. And our goal is specifically to provide resources for Black designers, Black instructional designers in learning and development um, professionals. And, uh, you know, we're trying to build curriculum around that, connect them to um, jobs as well to serve as a pipeline, and then also develop courses uh, around racial equality, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we have a couple different arms of uh, projects that we're working on and just trying also to be really responsible um, with the mission that we are of trying to set out on because it's a big task and we don't think we're going to solve racism or structural racism or systemic racism. It's not our problem to solve, but um, really just trying to provide a pipeline and resources for people because when it comes down to it, a lot of the structural barriers have been about access and we want to break those down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 500, um, holy snap, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, we have a Slack community. And so we've got a, a large number of people in there. And we have, a, we have a few teams working on projects. And so, like I said, we are, we are building this as it's in motion. So we're playing the game and building the stadium as um, one of our board members said. So when we set out on this, we thought it was just gonna be the completion of a few projects. And then we saw that really there was a gap to fill. Okay, so how are we going to reassess all of this and create a solution that fills that gap? So yeah, really just trying to build that pipeline and 
talk openly really about race too and not and not um not shy away from that and then how that informs the kind of training we we create i mean um here in the u.s i know that um you know there uh, the president just um kind of banned diversity training and so that's a big conversation right now and how do we openly discuss that and what does that mean for uh, corporations and organizations going forward. So those kind of discussions that are kind of politically sensitive, but we still have mm -hmm. to talk about. Yeah, you can't just leave it um, and ignore it. Pretend that it's not there for sure. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you completed some courses and are there places where people can go access those and, and be able to see what you guys have created so far or is it still a work in progress? Yeah, we're still a work in progress. We have three that are really close to completion. We're just because of the nature of the the content, we're really putting it through a rigorous QA, QC process. Um, we're talking about race and politics here. <laughs> so we don't want to put out anything that is inaccurate or um, that is that leaves too much room for interpretation. So um, yeah, we're, we've got a I think three pr projects in QAQC right now. Cool. Yeah, it's a it's a topic area where um, it, it everything's going to be under a, a microscope, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Cool. And also, um, we're also we've created a microcosm where we can have these conversations, so people are learning on different levels. How do you talk about race openly with a team that you're working with? How do you work remotely? How do you process content and analyze it and then deliver it in easy to understand chunks, you know, so there's different layers of learning. Um, we're trying to give new instructional designers an opportunity to work on remote teams, to work on ongoing projects, to set their own deadlines. Um, so really trying also to replicate what remote work in this new world is like as well right now. Yeah, even in this, even in simpler times, there are a lot of angles to this. But uh, the current COVID challenges probably add extra layers for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think some people are looking for opportunities to continue to work and and practice. And so we're trying to do that with a purpose and a mission, and mm -hmm. and partner with people interested in that as well. Very good. Very good. Um, and when when these start rolling you know forward are they going to be available just through the design uh by humanity website or, or what's the i guess sure. when, you, when you go to put it out in the world how what's it, what's that going to look like yeah so one of our very first partnerships was, was with edapp which is a mobile first uh tool and they are going to let us um kind of host on their Unitar for all platform. So they have a partnership with the UN training arm and they um, they let people develop, like you could go right now yourself and become a partner and develop things there um, and publish them on their platform. And uh, we'll be hosting items through there. And then there'll be other courses hosted on our website as well. Very cool, very cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess uh, so. Does so that 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 route through the uh, the secondary hosting was that something that would be then available or, or a way for organizations to start taking advantage of of a content or, or connecting with it there or how do you yeah we're talking 
Yeah, that's something we've been trying to kind of work out ourselves um, of the best route to do that. And also just how to work with organizations. We we have a lot of people working tirelessly. They're putting in sweat equity into building these courses. They mm -hmm. just want to build a better world and also get experience, but help create a better world for everybody. And so we want to be really um, responsible with how we share that content with people and how we deliver them into organizations. And, and we want to work with organizations that uh, don't want to just, they want to do the right thing, but not just because it's fashionable, you know? Mm -hmm. So right now um, I'm really interested to see in the next six months, how companies that said something like at the beginning of May, um, who seemed on the surface to make changes, the commitment that they make in the next year, in the next two years, in the next five years, because things fade away with the news cycle. And so really um, we've got people trudging away and I wanna see the commitment to organizations. And so we've really been trying to be intentional about how we work with potential partners or sell these courses or give these courses away, whatever that looks like. Right on. Yeah, I mean, you use the phrase sweat equity, but there's also, and I typically think of sweat equity as you know, time and, and labor, that kind of, uh, but there's a huge emotional investment in this work yeah, too. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. People, I know when we had that initial discussion with the panel, people wanted to do something, but they didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been thinking about this. I've learned a lot since May about like, yeah, Wendy's mentioning follow through. I have learned a lot about follow through, but also about the fact that I, I mentioned in that initial discussion that it's just as easy as approaching it like you would any other instructional design problem. And I, in sitting in it, I really want to reframe that and I want to correct myself mm. um, because it's much more difficult than that. So you can start looking at the problem that way because that's a good way to get out of that frozen space about what can I do. But in sitting in all of this and um, sitting in just 2020 in general, but dealing, seeing how the nuances of humanity and how people react to things and how you have, you're dealing with people's worldviews. Um, it is a challenge, but I really do think that, um, sitting there and thinking deeply about the problem and how we got here is important. And you can use the tools you have as an instructional designer to start but it's so much more than that. Mm. And that's yeah. really what I want to say. Yeah. I mean, we think about, uh, you know, instructional design, you're making a course, for example, and you're trying to identify the behavior changes and we can see how that can align with this particular area, but it's not simply to do steps in a process better or, yeah. or reduce waste or, or something, you know, those kinds of things that the, those kinds of uh, focuses that we often have in, in our content, because this, um, well, there's, it's like concentric circles, I, I, I guess, you know, there's, there's this thing, but there's so much wrapping around it that affects, uh, you know, the ability to even change in, in the first place. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, yeah, I think we tend to sometimes like, I guess, because of Addy and how ingrained that is, <laughs> we think of things so linear, in a linear fashion. And it's just not that we've had so many times had to go back to the beginning, or go back to the middle, 
and be like, what is the actual problem? We thought we knew what the problem is, but we don't. And um, even as a, a black woman in L&D, I know what my issues are, but that might not, I'm not a monolith. I can't speak for all mm. black women in L&D. I can speak to my experience. So learning how to balance that and, um, and, and just really sit sometimes with the heaviness of the content also. It's one thing if I'm, I, I told you all, I used to work in oil and gas. And so I did training. I, I built courses on mud, literal <laughs> mud. That's a lot different. I could really separate myself from mud. Um, and that's a lot different than talking about racial injustice and social issues and yeah. things like microaggressions and bias. Like these are all very nuanced conversations that, this two people have totally different views on. So it's a challenge, um, but I think one worth attempting. Yeah, it's not, um, there's not a singular experience uh, mm -hmm. in all of this. And I can imagine um, how, I mean, you say you're going, you get to a certain point and you've got to, you've got to pull back because you're bringing so many experiences together as well and something that's not simple nor cut and dried. Um, I mean, the word racism seems simple, right? It's racism. But mm -hmm. the experiencing of it, uh, the varieties, even um, you know, as you say, the down to the microaggressions and all of that. There's a, a lot to a lot to bring in and encompass and, and ponder and process. A lot going on there for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's talk about, yeah. let's talk about your instructional designers and how they um, getting them on board, right? And and you're wanting to teach them and instruct them on real world projects, and. It struck me a ways back in the early part of our, our conversation here that um, you're, there's so many different levels to what you're doing, which is really cool. It, you've got new instructional designers and new developers that, are, that want an opportunity to build something. So they're trying to learn. And at the same time, you're having them work on projects that are really meaningful and part of the process. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you're covering a lot of different objectives for the organization in, in one shot, which adds multiple layers of complexity to it. Right. So in educating and teaching these new instructional designers and giving them some skills, there's some inherent issues that come along with that in general. And then yeah. to actually have them be the ones working on a real project adds another layer of complexity on that yeah. viewpoint. How are, how are you guys sort of dealing with that? I think everybody could really learn a lot from, from sort of the tactical approach and, and what you're learning. Yeah, so that's definitely a good point that there are several layers and that's why we've grown like our admin team so much. Um, we needed a lot of help because we need people to manage the interpersonal part of it and then also the technical part of it in terms of the actual instructional design. And so, you know, some people are going into this and some people are very experienced. They just wanted to work on some of the topics and some are inexperienced. And so you go in there and think, I have all this instructional design experience, but maybe you've never worked on a project where you're talking so openly about race and uh, or about content that you um, know a little bit about, but maybe aren't comfortable with. And so some people may understand the process and they can do it in their sleep, the instructional design process, mm. but it's navigating the team and the team dynamics and this year. Um, some people are on a team right now where they're in the minority and they're not used to that. 
um, maybe there used to be a majority and they've never had to navigate what it's like to be the only um, white person on a team. And that's another thing. So there's several layers here. Um, and we've just really tactically had to um, uh, really rely on our team. Um, and I just have to say our team, I, I know I've been a talking head a lot about mm -hmm. design by humanity, but I really want to lean into the people that support design by humanity on a daily basis and talk one-on-one -on -one with people. And it's just sit and listen. And um, one thing I really want to say is that we have been very open or trying to be open about um, the psychological aspect of it. So relying on mental wellness experts um, and talking about conflict resiliency and how all of these also are part of being a learning experience designer and working on these teams and how they can make you a better designer holistically. And so um, I, I know we can't create a utopia in our little Slack community, but we are trying to do things a little differently. And if we're coming, if we're running into tropes that already exist, how do we interrupt that? And it's hard because we are all socialized to work in a certain way and um, it just comes naturally. So coming up against that is, is tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Taking habits and patterns that you've got established in a, a career or, or, or work, et cetera, and then putting them um, through this, this new set of, or incorporating this new set of filters and, uh, and, and contexts. Um, it's going to, it's going to jolt even the potentially jolt anyway, even the most experienced people. Um, yeah. Cause it, cause there's so many new angles to, to, to all of this. Oh yeah. And we've definitely had a conflict. We've had attrition. Um, all the things that typical organizations go through as we grow and figure this out. Mm -hmm. And also it's just hard. People, People will say that they're fine talking about race. When you get into it, it's very uncomfortable. Mm. The discomfort is not great. And this isn't the best year to be perpetually uncomfortable, <laughs> to force yourself to be uncomfortable. So I get it. Um, it's definitely tricky. But How have you dealt with the, um, the, the traditional instructional designer would start off a project and say, who's our audience? Right. Yeah. How, how have you dealt with that in general? Because I, I, um, are you targeting a specific audience or you or is this, hey, let's try to make something that's accessible to everyone or what is so that's that? my team. So um, I, I should go into like our 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 process. So we set up, we're using Scrum, um, Agile, sorry. So we've got Scrum teams and uh, we've got product owners and Agile coaches. So the teams chose their topic. So um, and then they all conferred like what their topics would be. So based on that topic is who their audience is. So one of our topics is trauma-informed teaching. So their audience are teachers. Um, and specifically, I'm really proud of this team, specifically about all of the teams, but this one is just something I never thought about. The fact that you are teaching children with different social experiences and um, really understanding that is important. Um, I've never taught in schools, so um, you know that should click for me in terms of user research. <laughs> Um, but this team picked that. And so they're speaking to people 
K K twelve teachers who um, have students of different socioeconomic levels and experiences. Um, and then uh, you know we've then on the other hand we have a team working on a VR three sixty experience um, about art in Black history. So their audience is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they we also had a general user experience team they've done some work um they're just their own committee as well we want to continue to build that out to help our individual teams really understand their audiences as well cool um we'll toss in a a comment that's in the chat here during the initial panel discussion for mr j i mentioned some would take that discussion as event session and i raised the question what's next where do we go from here I'm glad to say I've designed, followed the Design by Humanity movement on social media, and I'm both thankful and proud to see the effort being made. Hats off and kudos, not just to Nyla, but to the entire Design by Humanity team. Um, yeah, I no remember. Kidding. I remember your comment. Mm-hmm. I do, and I want to say that I'm happy that you um, that there was an impact. And yeah, and you know, I will have to say, like comments like that um, uh, resonated with me because. I do think a lot of, there are different levels. And so a lot of us are frustrated. So we talk about our frustrations and then we get into the, okay, what do we do? How do we apply it? Right. Yeah. How, what do we do? And so um, we're not, we're not perfect. We're not there totally there yet, but we are trying to pivot into the action and, and what we can do. Very cool. I mean, it's it's a, an area where you could very easily um, be overwhelmed by the size, and then mm-hmm. you know, and where does something even start? Where's where's the change that that can be made? For example, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the conversation that is, to your point, as complicated as it is, and as hard as it is for everybody. Just the mere fact that you've pulled the organization together and are making an attempt at one particular goal, I really think you guys are doing a fantastic job of just by going through that process, I think you're achieving a whole lot of other little goals along the way, whether yeah. you kind of know it or not, just getting people to engage in the process. It, I guess what I mean is whether or not courses actually come out at the end yeah. of this doesn't really matter. Right? I was just going to say that. that conversation going with people around something that they're passionate about. They may you know, really, really, really want to talk about racism, but don't know how, but in the context of building a course, because that's what they're comfortable doing, it allows them that ability to have this difficult conversation within the context of that course. And that in and of itself, I think is, is the real sort of hidden gold nugget in what you're doing. Yeah, it was, and that I had to come to that realization, like no matter what, what happened, um, at the end of this or in the future, rather, um, I seen what has already happened and, um, you know, people are having conversations they never had before, or they've never felt heard before. And maybe now they feel heard or even as much as there are black designers connecting with other black designers who didn't know that they were, you know, in the same community, didn't know there were other L and D professionals or there are designers getting jobs or opportunities, networking. So, there's definitely something there, but I will say like, so we have sprint reviews every other week. So we're doing agile. So the teams will come together and work and show their work, what they've done in the last uh, two weeks. And 
um, a lot of people were just talking about the process. And I'm like, we're, a lot of you are leaning into really deep content. Like, what are you learning from that content? Or like, what, are, what barriers are you running into? Talk about that as well. Like, what was difficult about talking about race or gender or um, relationships in your, in your content? Um, that's just as important. Normally, we're kind of removed from the content as uh, I think sometimes as, as um, ID professional, L&D professionals. But no, this the content that you're working on is a part of you, your world. So how is that affecting you? Is it affecting your worldview? So um, yeah, definitely those conversations are different. And I'm hoping people can go into organizations now and, and kind of use what they've learned and designed by humanity um, at work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then add the layer of, of, of COVID on top of all of that. There's a whole extra layer of potential fatigue and stress yep. and, yep. Um, uh, and and a, a, an additional endurance that's, that's needed, I think, uh, throughout everything that you're doing as well. Yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely, um, I think we're all tired, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's been a long decade and it's only been since March. So yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. It feels like, it feels like we could all use a, I don't know, maybe 21, 2021 will, will give us some sort of, uh, some sort of optimism or, or break from it all. So I was hoping uh, that about each month. Now I'm just yeah, taking I know, a day by I, day. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. Um, Mr. J added another comment. The effort alone is engaging, inspiring, and gives hope to some who all too often give in to learned hopelessness. Very impactful. So, hmm, Learned um, hopelessness. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> um, and, and Lisa's tossing in a, a comment. We've, we, we've had some difficult conversations in my Design by Humanity team, and as a result, we've all grown uh, personally and professionally. So, yeah. Um, Kim's asking, hi, Nyla, glad to see you back. I'm interested in the bookends, front-end analysis and evaluation of success. Are you approaching those traditional processes differently? Um, not really. Um, I wouldn't call it bookends necessarily because they have to like continually evaluate mm. the process and the, the um, final product. Um, but I will say... And they've had to revisit even their front end analysis. So some of them, some of the teams might have kicked off a project and then realized, oh, we need more research or we need to put out a survey or we need to go back into the community or our user base and find out more. So I will definitely say that it is, I don't know what's a better term than front on, it's ongoing analysis mm -hmm. um, as they build it. Or sometimes even our delivery methods, like, um, I know we had to rebuild a course. We had to move a course from one authoring tool into another authoring tool um, just based on what they wanted to do and delivery method. So um, I, I know that there's a traditional process, but I when in all of the work that I've ever done in L&D, we've never followed that. So I think there's a process you talk about theoretically, and I've never seen it put into play. In a, in a, <laughs> yeah, in a yeah. The exact yeah. Abby model, I have a hard time <laughs> finding anybody who's actually gone through it to the letter. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. why it's a model. It's like, no, it's a, a well, strong it suggestion. 
it, it, once you've once you've you know encountered it and, and and you see it, then you start to see symptoms of it, but you don't always see Addy, uh, you know, in its in its full in its full in, encompassing nature. I think it's a great place to start to get um, an I and to to conceptualize what you're supposed to do, um, but it's not you don't actually do it that way. So it's <laughs> like I learned my ABCs, but you know that's not the words aren't spelled in that order. So you don't have to sing the song every time you're going to say a word. Yeah. 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 It's just a building block. Kidding. Um, so three courses that are, that are nearing completion, anything else that, that, um, that you guys are looking at in, in the short term and even long-term future. There's a lot going on. Um, that again, I'm, we onboarded a new CEO as well, and COO, uh, Princess Walsh, and Tiffany Sharit. They're doing like day-to-day -day operations, and they're working on a lot of partnerships so that when we get into 2021, we're really building out that pipeline. Um, so we're not really an employment agency per se, but we want to be say like if you're looking for... Um, specifically a designer to, or you're looking for black designers, um, you're looking to create a more diverse team, we have a pipeline for you. We can connect you with those. Again, not hiring people just because they're black, but being um, really aware that these pipelines exist and there's no excuse to not have a diverse team anymore. Um, there's no excuse to be like, oh, we just couldn't find them or they're not up to par. Talking a lot about that as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of partnerships to build out that pipeline. That's our, our, another large goal for us. Are you accepting folks? Um, and, and like, just like, instead it just not just instructional designers, but are you looking like for graphic designers and for yeah. video professionals and for, cause I know there's a ton of different yeah. elements that go into building any yeah. sort of learning experience these days. And it takes, it requires a lot of different specialties and, and personalities. So I just want to be sure that if people are listening and they're like, well, I don't, I, I'm not really an instructional designer, so I'm, I can't, you know, participate, but that's not true. Anybody that's got some creative knack of some sort with the digital media can absolutely create learning experiences and be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. And I think um, I default to saying uh, instructional designers and really what I just a learning and development professional. Like if you're somebody who can create, vi do visual design, um, even user research, like you're welcome into the group. We've got people who are more on the UX side. We've got people who are have a graphic design background. We've got technical writers. L&D is just so vast. And then, you know, the skill set. Um, I'm also leaning into the fact that I don't, I want to, I don't want people to feel like they have to be that unicorn L&D mm. person. Um, you don't have to know everything, but having the language around how to discuss a lot of these things is important. So yeah, open to anybody. We've got some really great visual designers in the group too. Yeah. So if people are interested, they can come and click that get involved button. Um, yeah, I there. will say our um, we're waitlisting folks right now just um, till the yeah. end of the year as we finish build. Again, like I said, when we started this, we thought it was going to be like maybe 10 designers working together and then we have hundreds. So we are really focused in the last part of the year into building our strategy for next year. Um, so please, you can still sign up. But uh, just give us be a little patient. Um, 
we will open up that list again, probably in, in January. Yeah. And I was going to say, there's also that donate button right there as well. That's another way to, to participate yeah. in the support. Yeah. So we are fundraising. Um, so we do have funds. We're fundraising for our specific uh, goals, like for Design by Humanity. And then we have separate fundraising goals, like for racial justice initiatives. Um, so this donate button is for Design by Humanity specifically to continue to build out our infrastructure and our um, pipeline to Black designers. So um, if you are looking for ways to help and maybe time isn't something that you can give right now, you can also give some money. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of donate buttons we're seeing in different places. So there's no, there's no excuse to not find it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, we're just trying to provide access to black designers. Um, systemically, there are just things that are barriers. And, and if that's a discussion that you're like, I don't understand what these systemic barriers are, join us so we can have that discussion with you. Uh, we're talking openly about what that looks like in the group as well. I know some people don't understand or don't or can't conceptualize what that means always. And um, let's have that discussion, what that looks like. Um, and sometimes, like I said earlier, that's as uh, access. People don't know what's out there because there've been hundreds of years of barriers put up um, that are just natural now. Uh, they're not, sometimes they come out in ways we don't even realize. They're just structurally built into the way that we operate in organizations. And so that's what we're trying to break down. Mm -hmm. Very cool, very cool. Um, awesome. I think we're probably, yeah, we're hitting the point where we should probably look at dancing on out of here. Don't forget to drop your contact info in there. I know we've sold the, the website a few times, but you're also, I, I think on LinkedIn, folks can at least uh, connect with you that way. Yes, I just want to say that oh. um, please connect with me on LinkedIn. My inbox is a mess, though, so <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, on that note, before we leave, I just want to say that um, I know we've mentioned it, but this year has been incredibly difficult for so many people in my personal life and for me, too. And I, we were talking about this earlier that I think we all lean into product to keep we want to keep going just to keep the normalcy of everything. Mm -hmm. But I also am somebody who's really um, empathetic to how much we all can take. And so I want us all to pause as we come to the end of the year and really just reset. I don't know what next year is going to bring. Um, and so we all need to be prepared for that mentally. And so I also have to say to myself, I need to slow down a little. It's been a hard year for me and for so many people. And I want us all to sit with that and relax and take the time we need. And we're not going to solve all these problems in a year. Um, it's hundreds of years of things that we're working to fight. And so let's take our time and be intentional about it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, impossible to maintain your strength and endurance without rest uh, yeah, and without you know, sustenance of various sorts, et cetera. So, yeah. um, and something we would wish for everybody uh, in the group. One last, uh, I guess, parting thought, and that's coming from Kim W. Uh, I've been in this field for over 30 years. The thought that there are hundreds of IDs like me is mind blowing. Thank you. Yeah, um, didn't know. We'll just, we'll just throw that on out there. Amazing stuff. Nyla, as always, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, toss Thank your you. contact info in there. And uh, we're really looking forward to finding out uh, what happens next as you guys continue to evolve and, and move forward with this really, really cool and really important project. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me as always. Oh, our pleasure. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's anything special coming up or any announcements or things like that, that you'd like to make, just let us know and uh, we'll squeeze them in here on the show or, or absolutely have you back on. Mm-hmm. Sure. It will do. Definitely. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, everybody, have a great week. Thanks again, Nyla, for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Here we go.